1: Hello and welcome to the GC Sun'sCast, the Gold, longest running Gold Coast Sun Show on the interwebs, and that is thanks to our Patreon sponsors Dale Snelling, Jack's Dad, Paul Vosti, Robbie Fiorini, Brody Burgess, Kate Kelland, Tom Kim, Chris Moore, and Tim. You can join the show and thank help our Patreon sponsors by heading to patreon.com forward slash GC Sunscast where you can support the show. Or help support the show and head on over to our YouTube, Facebook, Twitter or our wherever you like to get your podcasts from. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts and like, subscribe and review the show to help other people find it. With that out of the way, I'm your host Shane and welcome to the GC Sunscast. So it's been a couple of weeks since our last episode. Let's touch on the AFLW. Because we have such a big show ahead, so many things to discuss. I mean, what, we're only five days away from the Gold Coast Suns' first game of 2021 for Premiership points against the West Coast Eagles. So let's touch on the AFLW first. And I, unfortunately, not much good news has come out of the AFLW this season. Uh, since our last episode, there's been four rounds. Round four. The Suns played Frio Lost by 49 points 7 goals 13.55 to 1 goal 6 Round 5 they played West Coast Lost by 1 point 5 goals 4.34 to 4 goals 9.33 Now round 6 was the biggest defeat in AFLW history Losing to the Crows by 70 points 13 goals, 7.85 to 2 goals, 3.15. And last week, against Richmond in Friday Night Lights at Metricon Stadium, we lost by 15 points. 6 goals, 5.41 to 4 goals, 2.26. Now, not many games are left in this season. It's looking more and more likely like the Gold Coast Suns are going to have a winless season. So not great there for the AFLW side, hopefully the men's side has more luck um, It doesn't help with injuries to Perkins and Jamie Stanton, they're both going to miss the season So not good stuff happening in the AFLW uh, One bit of positive news to come out of it today is Lauren Beller is the Round 7 Rising Star Congratulations to Lauren Bella. And she has been one of the the stars for the Suns since they came into the competition last year. Okay, so with that out of the way, have you seen the latest documentary from Amazon making their mark? Now, this has been touted about for the last year since we heard there was an Amazon documentary film following Stuart Jew around at the footy club. And it's come out uh, Thursday, no, Friday, sorry, last week, and I binge-watched it. Uh, There were seven episodes, each about an hour long. Um, A lot of good stuff, a lot of fluff as well, but a lot of good stuff, especially insight into the way the football club works. We saw Stuart Jew and the way he sort of built up the players around him in training. We saw the way he, he went. And sort of dealt with the the break in play Between rounds one and round two last year And probably one of the more impactful things Was that spray that he gave the boys at half time During that Carlton game Now if you remember correctly That Carlton game was atrocious Right from the start They came out And they just didn't look like they were even there They were witches hats And uh, Stuart Jew... Did what every Suns fan around the country was thinking at that time And he went ballistic at the boys Urging them to stand up and fight for something Because it was such a horrid display But we saw some really good scenes in that documentary We saw the... uh, There was a scene early on in, I think it might have been episode 1 The Suns were training This must have been pre-season training Uh, It was pissing down rain, it was night Um, Fantastic footage there Um, I don't know whether it was because it was in 4K Or just we haven't seen close up footage like that before Um, Really good sort of stuff We saw some really good footage of the early wins And having to deal with um, the pressure and the success that came with Matt Rail. Uh, we saw the lows of Rao getting injured and what went through the minds of the coaching staff and the players uh, following that subsequent injury um, he, he had strong words with the, this art during that saints game you know uh, that that Saints game the bulldogs game and the Essendon game I'm Probably a bit disappointed We didn't see anything from that and game last year The draw But We saw afterwards how he embraced the players They were hurting Like We don't see that sort of footage before Where players Are hurting Probably more than what we are as fans At the end of a really close loss Um And We saw that in this documentary So that was really good stuff Um and the Everest challenge, that was really, really good, uh, I don't know, just good character for Stuart Jew to jump on the bike with Matt Rowe and Alex Rigby and to set up this this bike challenge to, to climb the elevation of Mount Everest on a bike, uh, I think it was about 9,000 kilometres or or Miles, I'm not sure what uh, metric it was in, but just, I mean, Drew was there four hours earlier than when Rowland and Rigby showed up because he knew he was going to struggle, and I think he only completed 3,000 out of the 9,000 uh, by the time the other boys had done their 9,000, but uh, just, like, he gave it his everything. Like, that was a full-on almost 24-hour ride, um, dedication when he didn't need to do something like that. That was really inspirational and shows the sort of character that Stuart Jew is. Really, really good stuff. Now, t- on tonight's show, we're taking phone calls from, um, listeners and fans that, are, have questions to ask and have things that w- they want to talk about with the sons. So let's get to tonight's first phone call, uh... We have Paul Vosti on the line. Hopefully, it's ringing. Hello, Paul. Hi, Shane. How are you going? It's Shane from the GC Sunscast. You're live on the air. How's Trying. it been? Hello. We're having some technical difficulties here. Paul, can you hear me? Nope, it doesn't look like we've got Paul on the line. G'day, Shane. Paul, can you hear me? Yeah, how you going? Yeah, good. Um, sorry, yeah, you're live on the air of the GC Sunscast. Um, we've just been talking about the Amazon documentary. Have you seen that?
2: Yeah, no, I watched it. The- had a bit of a binge over the weekend. We've, yeah, watched the seven. Uh, yeah, it was pretty good.
1: Yeah, what did you think of the Everest Challenge? That was pretty inspirational from Stuart G to do that, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, um, a mate of mine has actually actually did that a couple of months ago at um, half a seat on the morning. He had to, had to go up thirty eight times, and uh, so I knew a bit about the Everest, Everest Challenge. And, uh, yeah, no, it was great leadership. Um, yeah, brilliant effort from uh, Alex Rigby, uh, Matty Rowe.
1: Yep. So is there anything uh, you wanted to talk about in particular on the show tonight?
2: In terms of what?
1: Is there anything you wanted to speak about in particular on the show tonight regarding the, the Suns?
2: Oh, i just starting uh, to have an opportunity to see my footy again, you know, it was pretty pretty hard being in Victoria last year and um, with COVID and not being able to see any foot, any live footy. So I know um, a few of the boys down here, David Leach, and Andrew Wallace, Marco Shea, uh, Jen Simmons, a lot of new um, old guns, Victoria, they're, they're keen to get out and watch the sun uh, have a few wins this year.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, how do you think the Suns are going to go this year? We've got uh, a couple of expectations, I guess, being put on the club this year. Are you going to be happy if we're pushing for if we don't make finals, or are you ex- putting expectation on the club now to uh, to push that extra step and make it up to to the finals?
2: Uh, I think I've sort of spoken to you. You know, having the. Uh, not inside work, but the connection with but 2022 was always sort of the year where uh, it was like the, the target year where the list, um, list profile was starting to uh, find a bit of maturity and um still think 22 is when it's really going to take off but um had to do a, a thing for Kel Toomey um predictions for this year and um I thought 10 10 to 12 wins was probably where I I was hoping to see the start, you know, around the edge of the 8th, you know, anywhere from 8th to 12th 12th on the ladder.
1: Yeah, it's probably about right. I think we'd be happy with that. But as fans, we've got to start putting expectation on the football club. Um, It's getting to that stage now where the club themselves are putting expectations and as fans we've got to do our due diligence as well and uh, expect them to to come out and if not then uh, we need to ask the hard questions and uh, find constructive uh, criticism and feedback to to give the club so that they can improve.
2: Yeah absolutely but it's still contextual Sean, you've got to you got to gotta also look at the back line. I, you know, I'm really excited to watch the back line this year. Um, you know, Charlie Bellard, Jack uh, uh Will Power, Jack Bowes. Yeah, you know, they're young. They're young players. Now, if we come up against Jeremy Cameron and Tom Hawkins and Charlie Bellard's got Cameron, and and he gets beaten, but you you look at the way he goes about it, and closing. So not every. That's what it's about. It's not about sometimes you're going to get beaten, how do you get beaten? Um, Because that's the same with the young midfield group. There are going to be times where, just through lack of games, you're going to get beaten. But if we're we're going about it the right way, that's the most important.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, We're still going to see that development and that learning. But... I think now the Suns are going to get judged more on wins and losses than they have in in any other year. Um, the the Gold Coast Suns had a pre-season game uh, last week against Brisbane. How did you think that game went?
2: Well, again, you know, it's like Shane, I'll, I'll tell you one thing that I'm noticing is that becoming very popular in, as everyone's second side. Because yeah. of the because of COVID last year, we got a lot more television exposure and, and they play exciting things. Now, that first half last week against the line was as, as good a footy as any of the games in the whole round. Now, their third quarter was terrible. But, um, you know, again, you you're just got to look at... Look at the... I know everyone, it's a win-loss. Sometimes that's not actually the most important thing. You know, Brisbane are going to contend for, you know, a premiership. You know, um, Collins up at half-time. He plays um, on the young full-back uh, from Cairns that's only played a handful of games. Now, that changes the whole Caleb of Graham. That that changes the whole backline structure. Not to say we would have won the game, but in a in a home and away, Sam Collins stayed on and he's playing on Joe But from a learning experience, Caleb Graham got to play on star in Joe Dennis. So I thought it was a I thought it was an excellent out Um and there was plenty of positive signs. I thought Darcy McPherson person tackling, aggressive, hungry best, and there was plenty of other good positive
1: out the yeah there absolutely was all right well thanks for your call tonight paul uh i wish you all the best and hopefully we'll have you on the show in future episodes
2: all right so have a good night John. Thank you, you too
1: bye okay so that was our first live call on the air of the gc SunsCast. now as we discussed with paul The Gold Coast Suns lost to Brisbane last week in a trial match, 13 goals 11, 89 to 18 goals 9, 117. It was a fantastic game of footy when the Suns decided to show up. They had a dominant first half and convincingly won all the key areas, contested possessions, disposals, clearances inside 50. They just didn't hit the scoreboard enough and have the impact they would have liked. King couldn't make enough opportunities against Andrews He needs to be better than that He's only in his third year So we can't be putting too much pressure on him But I just don't see the Suns taking that next step To being serious finals contenders I'm not talking premiership I'm just talking finals contenders Until King can stand up and be a stronger forward Um, And hopefully that will come this year If not next year now, Day played well in parts as well as the other key forward. He had his moments especially early. And then Sexton, too. Sexton kicked six goals. He had a fantastic display. I think Brisbane just sort of let him off the leash a bit. Uh, but the delivery inside 50 really hurt their hurt the Suns, and I think that contributed to their inability to find space as Brisbane just flooded the defence. Uh, Weller, Ellis, Lukosius, and Miller all had great games, I thought. Uh, Brody, Powell, and Anderson are the three players I reckon we have to keep an eye on this year as having breakout years. Uh, Brody had the one goal, two behinds, and twenty-five disposals. But most impressive out of that was the four hundred and ninety-eight meters gained and the eleven score involvements. So that was the high, equal highest on the ground for score involvements by any player. Now Powell, 21 disposals, 12 marks, 10 intercepts. I've locked him into my AFL fantasy side. He's going to be a bloke that just excels running off the half back flank. And Anderson as well, 23 disposals and 7 clearances. He's clearly going to be a prime mover in the midfield. And with Rao and Greenwood probably getting most of the attention, Anderson should fly under the radar of most clubs. Darcy McPherson was another standout player. Uh, Twenty-two disposals, eleven contested, and thirty-four pressure acts and ten tackles. Pretty impressive from the little pocket rocket. We've always been impressed with McPherson's work rate and his pressure, and he's back to his best, I think. Now it's going to be a really interesting choice come uh, come selection time because it's. Re- I think it's really down to McPherson or Brody for that final spot as the sort of half-forward pressure player. McPherson's got the pressure. He brings it in spades, but brody has got the ability to have more of an impact with the score and do some damage with his ball use. So, it's going to be an interesting choice to see which way the coaching panel goes with that, and we're not going to know teams until probably Friday night. Um... Also, a big takeaway from the game was the new recruit, Oleg Markov. He had 21 disposals, 9 marks, and had really good involvement with his speed early in the game. I think he was uh, taken off a little bit in later on and rested. Uh, but he, he joined the rest of the team with that third quarter fade-out. Um... It was concerning this third quarter fade out uh, Going into half time I think we'd conceded a couple of goals um, But it felt like the sting was out of the game It felt like Gold Coast had sort of uh, Pushed Brisbane out And they weren't really interested But to come back into the game The way Brisbane did um, A full credit to Brisbane But at the same time Gold Coast just went to sleep They weren't there uh, that's a concern. We saw an article today on the AFL website that from David Swallow about how it's a concern that they have and they're not going to be able to get to the next step uh, to compete for a flag until they can overcome that habit of dropping away for a quarter or half a quarter and letting teams get the edge. If they can cut that out of the game, we're well on our way to being a a final side and hopefully we see that soon Uh, looking ahead to the west coast game that's on sunday the 21st of march at about 5 p.m queensland time Uh, i don't think teams will change too much from the top 25 or so that were playing in the practice game against brisbane uh, we know Rankin has been cleared fit today to play So we expect him to line up in the side Atkins, I assume, would be a f- best 22 player But his preseason has been interrupted And I think with the change in interchange uh, Change with rotations being lowered With the game being longer compared to last year and the shorter preseason, I think clubs are going to be very cautious about playing people that are underdone. So these players are going to have to prove themselves, and I think Atkins is no exception. He's going to have to force his way into that best 22. I think Harbrow comes into the side or stays in the side, and uh, it's probably between McPherson and Brody for that final spot, as I said before. Fiorini, Graham, Burgess and Holman, I expect to be cut from the extended squad and be the emergencies for the game. Uh, we also had a VFL practice match earlier that day. Uh, Gold Coast Suns defeated Brisbane 11 goals six seventy two to 8 goals eight fifty six. So good improvement from our Kajami Academy graduates Davies, Fife, Ace, and Conroy all looked to be improving and playing good football. Lemons was the leader of the day; he looked very comfortable playing in defence. And Sharp kicked two goals with Corbett looking very dangerous with the three. Uh, Roses Junior is also a talking point from this game. Mally Roses Junior he's a s- recruited to the club as a small forward from Darwin as part of the. The the concessions the club received The other year And it looks like he's been moved Into the midfield That's where he played the majority of his time In the VFL And he certainly gave opposition a headache So if he continues that It's going to be quite a a dilemma And he could really become That sort of X-factor midfielder If he develops that part of his game And breaks into the AFL side Now, speaking of the VFL, unfortunately we've got some bad news as Conroy, our last remaining Ruckman, Matt Conroy, has suffered a knee injury and he's going to be out for the season. It looks like it's going to be his ACL, so unfortunately we are down a Ruck. Now, that doesn't bode well for the Suns. We already have Zach Smith out for 7-8 to weeks with a PCL injury. Losing Matt Conroy as the other Ruckman. The only fit Ruck on the list is Jared Witts. What is the club going to do about this? Well, we there was a members meeting uh, last Wednesday, I want to say. And we brought this was brought up. Um, the club, at this stage, didn't know about Conroy. So... They were buoyant about Conroy being the long-term replacement. However, they also noted that Burgess was would be a short-term ruck. So it looks like Burgess is going to be playing that role. Um, and I suppose you've also got some other pl- capable players in there like Murta that could probably be athletic enough to, to play a ruck position. Um... Otherwise, I'd say the AFL would have we'd have to pinch hit some players like Ben King or Sam Day in the ruck just to get by. <coughs> um, what else happened in this members meeting, you ask? Well, um, ask, ask the coaching staff how they felt about Jared Harbrow and how likely he would... Well, the question was, what was his what did they perceive his role being at the football club this year? So it was they said uh he's unlikely he's likely to play a bit of footy, but they don't expect him to play every week. So that sounds to me very much like the Riscatelli role uh that Riscatelli had in his final season. So we might see a bit of harbrail when it's required, but I think he will transition to a reserves VFL sort of coaching role as the season progresses um, in saying that though they also said that Harbrow is probably had the best preseason he's had in in a long time without the hiccup of injuries or any sort of delays to his season so physically he's probably at the best he's been for a while and this could probably see how we go with Harbrow getting that depth um, Paul Vosti jumping back into the speaker chat as well. Be great to see Will Brody play. Got his own running coach in the preseason. So that's probably why we've seen Will Brody improve so much in this preseason. He's really taken the, the failed trade attempt as a, a gut punch and turned it into a positive as he looks to improve himself and in turn improve his football which the Suns and he will benefit from. Uh, In the members meeting as well, I asked Stuart Jew which players excited him the most in this preseason, and he couldn't go past the new recruits, Markov and Atkins. He's very impressed with them and looking forward to getting them into his side. Uh, The other players he mentioned by name was Jack Bowes, doing a lot of defensive training this season. And uh, Will Brody. Obviously, we just discussed Brody. So, a couple of players that the coaching staff are keen to see uh, develop and progress after what they've shown in the preseason. Um, when quizzed about their uh, game plan and how we should look to see improvements this year from previous years. They've said that they're focusing on ball movement and composure during momentum shifts. Now, that was a real test for them last week against Brisbane, and unfortunately we didn't see too much of a result. But their composure in that fourth quarter when they're under the pump was was impressive. It was certainly there. And with the ball movement, we've noticed that they move the ball a lot more down the line trying to get it quickly into that forward line than what they have in the past so good all good stuff there um what else have we got so I quizzed the um Alex Rigby on why he's how he feels with the shorter preseason going into longer games and um reduced interchange rotations how how we feel we're traveling, whether we can feel confident that the players are able to run out games and run out a season the way we haven't been able to run out a season before. As you've noticed, we've all had dips in our football performance uh, near the end of each season in the last few years. Now, Alex went on to say the off-season season Was a big focus on the running And the endurance of the players Hence why Will Brodie went and got himself a running coach Um, And they were preparing the whole preseason On reduced interchanges and longer games So they're very confident in their ability That the players are going to be fit and prepared for this Uh, I think there was even a quote somewhere along the lines of uh, All the players on the list were able to run sub seven or something like I think 27 out of 30 players ran um a a sub 650 something like that I can't can't remember it so I've probably been not quite it um so very very positive with their running and their endurance and finally put it to Stuart Jew just before the meeting ended is he ever tempted to throw Ben King back into the back into defense if we're having tr- problems with our defense uh, depth, such as Sam Collins going down or uh, and Rory Thompson being unavailable for the season. His response was pretty much no. Uh, he viewed Ben King, his future, as being a forward, and he hasn't been tempted to throw him back and can't see it being a, th- any, being a reason to in the next couple of years at least. So... Ben King, key for, key forward for the Gold Coast Suns, at least for the next few years. Moving on, the leadership group was announced today. Swallow and Wits are captains. <clears throat> Miller and Collins, vice-captains. So that's a change with Sexton and Fiorini uh, being dropped from the leadership group. I'm sure they still have a part, but they just don't have an official title. Uh, a lot of the players are taking it on themselves to to provide that leadership in the the group and from my understanding it's a pretty close-knit group Um, let's get on to another call for tonight and where are we here we go Is it suck if he's ghosting me. Hello, Greg. Greg, it's Shane from the GC Sunscast. How are you? You're live on the air.
2: Hey. Hi, hey, how are you?
1: Good. So, uh, just wanted to give you a call back, and uh, you wanted to discuss how this, how you think the Suns are travelling this year.
2: Oh, yeah, mate. Uh, mate, I was just wondering how, how the Suns are going to go this year.
1: Right, so we discussed earlier in the show, I think we're going to be pushing for a, a top eight uh, appearance at the end. We're not going to get there, I doubt it, uh, but somewhere between eight and 12. Uh, thanks. We'll continue this on the show, Greg, so tune in and uh, thanks for the call.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure.
1: So Greg brought up a good point with the how we're going to finish. I mean... We have to really push this. Um, I was listening to the Heat Room podcast, my friends over there at the Gold Coast Bulletin, Tom Boswell and Sean Tobin, uh, supporting the Suns with their um, co- with their, their podcast and getting all the inside goss. So go check them out. They've now got their feed as well, so you can find it on all podcast services. But, um, as I was saying, Sean Tobin was saying that it's time for the community to step up and support the suns and hold them to accountable and i agree 100 percent with that it it really is time to be honest if the suns have another poor season i'm not sure if the gc suns cast will be back again next year but uh touch wood hopefully that doesn't happen really confident the suns are going to have a good year this year and see progress um Yeah, I think it's time for us to to stand up as fans and expect them to do better. Uh, Anything, if it's a bottom four finish, that's just not going to be good enough. Um, If it's a bottom six finish, that's probably not going to be good enough either. I really think they've got to be pushing for the eight. Um, Top 12 is probably my satisfactory mark. Uh, Top eight is a above expectations and probably top 10 is a pass mark. So hopefully the Suns go well this year with all that. Um I also want to shout out I've just started an GC Sunscast AFL Fantasy League. So if you're keen on AFL fantasy, head on over to the Facebook site, you'll see the link there in one of the posts and uh, join the GC Sunscast AFL Fantasy League. Um it's been a few years since I was on that, but it it looks pretty good. Um, we'll see whether I can find the magic that I had a few years ago. Um, but yeah, love All Suns fans to jump on over and uh, play that little bit of game. Um, I don't know. We'll see how we go. I'm not going to guarantee anything, but there might be prizes at the end of it if we get everyone in there. Um, the medical report came out this... A few moments ago as well On the AFL site So we've already discussed Matt Conroy We know Elijah Hollands uh, The new recruit is still TBC Zach Smith is 7-8 to weeks away And we know Rory Thompson Is out for the season But the other one that's on there Is Jai Farah He's done his quad and will be out for a week So a week for a quad injury Sounds like it's just going to be a quad strain and, uh, to follow up on something from earlier in the show, um, it was 30 players had two kilometre PBs. That doesn't sound right, does it? PBs, personal best. 30 players had 2K personal best. That's pretty impressive if that's true. Thanks for that, Paul. Um, so, with that done, the GC Suns cast is finished for another week, um, Tune in to watch the Suns take on the mighty West Coast Eagles. I don't know why I said mighty West Coast Eagles. Let's face it, they're a very scary side when they're up and about, especially over in Perth. Um, I'm not sure the Suns are going to get this win, but I fully expect them to be competitive. Uh, if they can keep it to under a three-goal margin, I'll be happy, as long as they stay competitive. Uh let's say let's say Noah Anderson for best on ground if the suns win and Ben King with three goals all right well that's it for tonight's episode off the GC suns cast Stay tuned and uh, keep up with our socials to find all the latest information uh, we'll be back this time next week with another episode Go suns.
0: Gym sessions and sweaty summer activities are back, which means more funky smells in your clothes because sweat leaves behind bacteria that causes those hard-to-remove odors. Clorox Fabric Sanitizer products are ready to zap the stink out of fabrics in your home by getting rid of 99.9% of odor-causing bacteria. Eliminate odors in every load or sanitize fabrics between washes with one of our Fabric Sanitizer products. Search Fabric Sanitizer at Clorox.com to learn more. When it counts, trust Clorox. Use as directed.